Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Legion podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Levenbrand. I'm the managing director of Brightvision as well as host of this podcast. In today's podcast episode, we're going to learn about sales and sales engagement specifically with the founder of AutoClose, Sean Finder. Sean is an expert on B2B sales and especially sales engagement, which expertise he have used to develop the sales engagement tool AutoClose. But he's also a sought-after speaker, an expert on those topics, and uh, I'm so stoked to uh, have you on the podcast today to discuss sales engagement. Hi, Sean. Jacob, thank you so much. So happy to be here with you and your audience today. It's great to have you, and um, you have so much experience from B2B sales and sales engagement so far that we will dive into, but before we do that, could you just give us a little bit of background about your journey becoming an uh, sales and marketing expert and running a software company? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I have a little bit of a different story, um, but uh, let's just say about 15 years ago, I'm aging myself now, I was actually a semi-professional tennis player. Um, thinking that I was going to be the next Andre Agassi playing at the U.S. Open. Um, and then what happened was I had to decide, um, do I want to go more the uh, educational route or go and try and become a tennis pro? And I didn't have much of a choice from my parents. So I went the educational route, got my MBA in finance. Um, funny enough, I worked in finance for a few years and then got an opportunity to become the VP of sales for a software company here in Toronto. Well, on the second day of the job, I came up with an idea and started to build my first startup, Exchange Leads, which was a data company similar to the old jigsaw that provides high quality data, B2B data for companies all over North America. But what happened then was my company said, well, we love your data, but we have to find another tool to actually email the data. And that's where I came up with the idea of AutoClose three and a half years ago, which is a, a combination of your sales engagement tool plus your built-in B2B database all in one. And we are now in our third year of AutoClose. Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> and and uh, perfect need uh, for clients that you're uh, catering to there. So fantastic. And um, as our listeners who are marketeers and sales professionals in the B2B space, especially from tech companies, uh, they might have heard about this whole category of software and uh, principles and, and best practices called uh, sales engagement. But for those of them who are new to this area, uh, could you just introduce us a bit to what is sales engagement and what is it all about? <laughs> yeah, so sales engagement is a little bit different than sales. It's more of, you know, building out, you know, sequences at the top of the funnel that will you know, eliminate the tedious tasks of sales people have on a day-to-day -day basis. Therefore, for example, if you wanted to engage in a prospect, you can build out a six, eight, 10, a follow-up sequence to continue to engage with that person 
until at the end of the day, you get what you want. You get either, yes, they're interested, no, they're not, but you get some sort of reply um, from that individual. So sales engagement is a very fun category. It's, it's relatively new, but I would say it's probably the quickest growing category right now in your sales stack. I totally agree. And I, I know there's a lot of uh, interesting, uh, both uh, your company as well, but others as well expanding quite heavily. So you have a great positioning uh, by that perspective without the close. So great. The one thing that makes it so interesting to talk to you is of course that you're sitting on the tool where you can actually see and measure which companies are doing better than others and maybe even try to draw some conclusions of how they use this system and uh, who's uh, finding the good uh, ideas and so forth. So if we dive into that a little bit, uh, companies who use these sales engagement tools uh, as AutoClose, what do you see is the most efficient ways to work in this area today? That's a great question. And I get that asked all the time. I actually had a webinar yesterday and somebody asked something very similar. The, the, the issue is, you know, people always say, well, what, what are the analytics? What is the open rate I should expect from a sales engagement tool? And what I tell people, it's whatever you put into the system, because you are only as good as the content and the email that you produce for the sales engagement software. Therefore, if you produce a very salesy email, a very long email, um, you know, one that doesn't hit the challenges or pain point of your prospect, you ideally could have bad results. But on the other hand, if you're a you know, sales or marketing person in the tech space and you're really providing value in that email, you're really hitting them with a pain point that what might be one of their challenges they might be facing in Q4, you're more likely to get better results. So I would tell people it's all about the content. It's all about what's in your email sequence, what's in your email, how good is your subject line? Are you doing A-B testing? As well as the length of those emails, which I think is something that people miss. People think you're supposed to write these long emails. And ideally, I always tell people, in your initial email to a prospect, cold or warm, you should not exceed 100 words. 100 words should be your maximum. If you're doing more than 100 words, you're going to bore your, your uh, prospect. Yeah, interesting. So short and swift is, is one method, definitely. And I mean, one of the hardest things as a B2B sales professional uh, and also for the marketing department is going after white space account or, or totally uh, new accounts that you haven't done any previous relationships with. And um, we know that sales engagement is a great process to use in combination to the sales professionals uh, manual work. Uh, have you seen any results, what organizations or structure or cadence do you see is working the best on cold accounts? That's, a, that's, that's another great question. So, you know, with cold accounts, I always tell people, you still need to always do your due diligence. You can't go and prospect to somebody if you can't sit in their shoes and understand what makes them tick. You know, for example, um, if you are going to the insurance space and, or the, you know, the benefit space, and you can't talk about how you can decrease the value or you can provide them higher benefits, or you look at a different, you know, in different industry like education, you have to gear your message back to content, gear your message around your audience. So what do I mean by that? Every person, every industry has their own pain points, especially now with all the turbulent stuff going on in the economy. 
So you have to know who your audience is. So therefore, let's use, um, let's use you know, sports stadiums right now. You know, sports hmm. stadiums, there's not many sports going around. No sports is with no fans, et cetera. So you have to be you know, very sensitive to what you're going to actually email that person to get in the door with that industry. So what I would say the number one factor is, is know, know your audience, know the industry, do some research before you build out that cadence and that sequence for that industry. So that when you do send that message in that first three seconds, and I always say it's the three second rule, that first three seconds of that email, when you say, hi, Jacob, that first three seconds has to hit them with the pain point. So know what pain that industry might have and hit them in that first three seconds. And you'll have a lot higher success with that person reading the rest of your email. And obviously, you know, hitting on your call to action, whatever that might be. Oh, that's great. The three second rule. That is a, uh, a good tip we got right there. Great value. So uh, a follow-up question on that is uh, what is a good cadence for a cold account? How often should you email them? How many times should you send a postal uh, card or stuff or should you call them and when or do you have any ideas around that? What do you think is a good cadence to, to work on a cold account? A hundred percent. Um, so cold emails, I used to say, I used, I usually tell people six to eight, um, in the secrets. Now, one, one big mistake that, you know, marketers and salespeople are doing is they're only trying one channel. So there's email, there's phone, there's social, you know, and LinkedIn. And the best people right now are using multiple channels inside their sequence. So what do I mean by that? I mean, if you're going to send an email, on day one and they don't reply on day four, add them on LinkedIn on day six, you know, you might want to call and email on the same day. So you want to combine many different channels. Now I, I said LinkedIn for a reason, LinkedIn, every person that's going to buy your product, you're going to buy from sell partner, affiliate vendor, you name it, distributor, everyone is on LinkedIn. So you have a software that has every single person, all you have to do is continue to engage. So send that first email out and engage with them in content on LinkedIn. And if they did not reply to your first email, I will tell you right now that they will reply to your second email. Why? Because if you have done enough touches on social where it says, Oh, Jacob just added me as a connection on LinkedIn. Oh, Jacob commented on my last post. Jacob liked my last post. Jacob endorsed my last, uh, my, one of my last skills, all of that stuff reminds me of Jacob. So when I get those emails from Jacob on that third, fourth email, oh yeah, Jacob reached out to me on LinkedIn. Let me see what he wants. And you'll more likely read the email. So to finalize, what I would say is don't rely on one channel. Um, cold calling might be a little more difficult now because of everything that's going on. So if you don't have a business number, um, if you do have a business number, you know, it might be difficult unless you have a direct number, but at least have two channels. So at least have calling, emailing, direct mailing, or social selling. Have two of those four, at least in every one of your sequences. And that's a great sequence you spell out there. So perfect. And uh, uh, from, from your own perspective, I suppose as Microsoft uh, put it, eat your own dog food. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, have a sequence like this for, for uh, your target group. Do you see any, have you seen any variations or A-B testing there or any alternations? What, what 
gives better result or not or so forth for a software company like you? Yeah. So for us, you know, it was, it was funny early on, we were obviously to grow auto close from the beginning. We, um, we used our own software. We were two people in a boardroom using the accounts. And now we have over, you know, we have a, we have a team of like seven salespeople, but we use about 50 accounts. So we do definitely eat our own dog food. That's for sure. Um, but what I find that has been working is you have to be a little bit outside the box or a little bit different. So what do I mean by that? Now that people are staying home, working from home, there's so many more emails, so much more clutter that you're going to receive in your inbox. How do you stand out? Well, podcasts and video, um, YouTube video, Facebook has video, Instagram has video. All these have live stories. LinkedIn has live stories. So what do I mean by that is get involved in video. Video emails will make you stand out. So if somebody receives 75 emails a day, but they receive one video email, it doesn't matter what product or service you're selling. It will stand out and that person will watch that video. So what is one little phenomenal, well, not really phenomenal. I think it's been, it's been about a year and a half coming. But one thing I see people, a lot, a lot of people doing now is starting to do video and it's, 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 it's very, um, very good for your sequence. Why? Cause you can also personalize your video. You can say at this front of the video, hi, Jacob, and do a video to that person. People love video. People love to see visual things. It's a little bit different than getting a hundred emails per day. So if I had one suggestion on what I see people doing now in sequences, it's adding video to their repertoire. That's a great tip. And do you mean individualized videos for each new contact worked on where you say, hi, Gary, or do you mean more generic videos where you have like three, four uh, different videos you can add in depending on which stage or client or industry? Well, I'm going to give you a little tip on what we did. What we did was we looked up VPs of sales in the manufacturing space. And I looked for anybody that's a VP of sales, director of sales named Mike. And what I did was I then created a video saying, hi, Mike. And guess what? I sent that to 77 Mike's at the same time because they all have the first name. So you can find a common name. And instead of doing that one-on-one -on -one email, if you want to do that cold prospecting, send it to 77 people or 30 people or 25 people with the exact same name. They might actually not know that you're sending that to multiple people, but because they all have the first name, you know, you could, um, you could, you could send that out to many different people at the same time. Uh, that's, that's really clever. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I will try that. <laughs> That's perfect. Great. Makes and, you a little uh, bit more productive. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work to record all those videos otherwise. So great. There, everybody got their, their worth of time investing in this podcast. So <laughs> only, only by that tip. Uh, another question around sales engagement is, is of course, uh, existing clients and existing deals and, deal velocity, how to move ahead a deal faster in the pipe uh, and so forth. Have you seen any good examples of how you can use a sales engagement tool like your software in order to also drive the velocity? Yeah, there's many different ways. I know, for example, what our team does is, you know, let's use one example, a missed demo. So yeah, you booked a demo with somebody, they didn't show up, put them into a campaign that sends them an email every single day until they rebook their demo. So you have a quote outstanding. You've sent a quote to a prospect. You reached out to them by email, just following up with the quote, I haven't heard back from you, no reply. Put them through a quote follow-up sequence. 
um, webinars. Yesterday, I did a webinar with uh, Mark Hunter, um, the author of A Mind for Sales. We had about, uh, I think, 560 people. I can't email and have my marketing team email everyone. We put them through AutoClose. We have them reach out to every single person via AutoClose. So actually, while I'm doing this podcast, there's always emails going from my software. So there's many different ways you can use it. That's not only cold emails. You can do, as I said, quote follow-ups. You can do missed demos. You can do, um, you know, long-term and short-term follow-ups. You can do webinar registrants. You can even do it to, you know, people that um, leave reviews or ask people to leave reviews. There's many different aspects you can use sales engagement for. Because at the end of the day, you want to engage with as many people as possible with high-quality information um, as much as you can. Oh yeah, that's so uh, so great. And uh, I suppose from a B two B sales perspective, th these are even more traditional things that you put m the majority of your days uh, on, trying to get hold of people, getting a response, and so forth. So that is that is golden as well. Have you used video emails for also deal sequences or existing clients? Of course. Uh, so video, that would be more personal. So then you would want to do a one-on-one -on -one because, you know, one, you know, it, as you said, it, it could take, it could be a long time if you're going to do personalized videos for all the cold prospects. So once you have somebody that you've done a demo for, they're kind of interested, they're warm, um, you've built trust with them, um, they're confident in you, and you're following up with them, do some video emails. Like, for example, if we don't hear from somebody that we sent a quote out to for two, three days, we might do a personalized video like, hey, Jacob. I'd love to show you this new feature we just released yesterday morning at 7 a.m. with all our clothes. It's so good. It's really going to help your business. This is how it's going to help your business. Let me show you quickly how it works. And it's a quick 30 to 45 second video. But as again, you're still engaging. You're not selling them on it. You're saying, oh, you missed a, we had a brand new feature. So video can be used at any, any point in that sales cycle. The reason why I would use it more is because it will help you personalize it. Now, as I said, you, it's going to be tough for you to do video for all your hundreds of prospecting emails at the, at the top of the funnel. But when they start to get warm, when they start to raise their hand, when they start to tell you they're interested, why not throw in a video there? It just, you're, just, you're just looking different, um, and it's also going to build that trust with that prospect. Mm, yeah, great tip. If I was a VP sales and I was in the process of, you know, maybe reevaluating my tech stack and maybe thinking about buying a, a sales engagement platform and put in there <laughs> together with my CRM, yeah. whatever. Uh, what are the most important factors you would say from a category standpoint, what you should look for and value when you look at different vendors, which of course could be out of close, but I mean, uh, fr from you as an expert, what do you say is important? Well, there's a, there's a few things. If you, if you, if you need, if you don't have a database or contact list and you purchase a sales engagement tool, you're wasting your time because you need to fill the engine, right? So you need to have data. Mm -hmm. So if you have your own data, one thing, if you don't have your own data, find a tool that has both the data and the sales engagement all in one. The second thing, and this actually in January of this year eliminated a lot of the competitors in the space. Google and Microsoft came out and asked everyone to have a third party audit, meaning you are a third party vendor that is allowed to send emails on Gmail's behalf and Microsoft's behalf. So if you're gonna choose a sales engagement tool, make sure they are audited and validated and verified by Google or Microsoft. And the reason why is it will hurt your deliverability. So if they did not pay the huge lump sum to the auditors, 
Um, we had to do it. it. It was not fun, but once you get Google approved, it will help with your deliverability. And at the end of the day, when you're building out sequences and you're spending time with video and you're sending, spending time building out emails, the last thing you want to do is not have your emails delivered. So those were the, to be the two things. One, make sure they're Google and Microsoft audited. Two, make sure they have a database inside so that you can have the data and inside. And I would say three is try and make sure that they integrate with whatever CRM you're currently using. Integrations is key. Sales leaders nowadays, especially going into 2021, is going to be looking at consolidation. Why? Because the last thing we want is salespeople having 10 tabs at the top of their laptop that they have to keep clicking to different softwares and keep logging in. We want it all in one place. So make sure they have the integrations you need. If that's Calendly, if that's a calendar scheduling tool, if it's a CRM, if it's anything, make sure they have those, CR those integrations for you. Oh, that's great. And uh, if you get a, a, uh a 60 second pitch for AutoClose in, in comparison to all other systems in the market, uh, what would be your key differentiator as you would like to highlight? The database. Uh, we have a database inside. So therefore, not only can you upload your own contacts into our software, you also have the ability to um, use our database. And we also include now video email for free. So therefore you can do all the video emails I've been talking about. You don't have to buy a subscription with anybody. You can do it inside the software directly in the platform, in your email on the spot. And that's great. Perfect. Well, you are a busy guy and I uh, am so thankful for you. Could take some time out of your schedule to let us know in this podcast uh, about the insights and tips and tricks around how to get an, uh, sales engagement cadence to worse and what to think about when selecting systems. But um, thank you so much, uh, Sean. It was great speaking to you. I know we have, will have a lot of listeners who, who will think more about this and want to know more about you or your content or your product. So where could we send them? Yeah, no problem. Um, every, anybody who wants to reach out to me, probably the best way is LinkedIn. Follow or add me on LinkedIn. I'm very active. Uh, you can email me at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at autoclose.com. And for everyone listening, that is autoclose with a K, A-U-T-O-K-L-O-S-E. Um, but those would be the two best ways is either um, email um, or LinkedIn. And if you want to know information about autoclose, you want a demo, you want to hear from our team, um, www.autoclose.com. Oh, that's great. And uh, we will put the... Link in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for your insights, tips, tricks, and best practices you have generously shared with us here today, Sean. It was so good to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun today. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.